Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. We're going to take our text today from the Gospel of Luke, verse chapter 24, beginning at verse 1. And we're going to read verses 1 through 8. Father, we pray that you would settle your word. Your word is already blessed. Settle it in our hearts. Renew the spirit of our minds. But most of all, God, we ask that you would open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things coming out of your word. In Jesus' name we pray, and by him we give thanks and say amen. The text reads, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, Two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces on the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And they remembered his words. My prayer for you is when you are in distress, you would remember his words. When you're in trouble, when your heart is aching and broken into pieces, that you would remember his words. These women, Mary, Magdalene, and Mary, the mother of Salome, on the first day of the week, the text said, very early in the morning, they got up and they went to the tomb with spices they had prepared. They could not wait for the Sabbath to end so that it would be lawful for them to go and bring fragrances, fragrances to their Lord. They prepared the spices on Friday because these women were devout. When the sun went down on Friday night, they rested because the God they served rested. And so they rest on the Sabbath. But very early in the morning, as soon as the sun began to rise, they made their way to the tomb with the spices they had prepared. No doubt, they remembered before his burial his body was covered with the fragrance 
of the alabaster box of Mary Magdalene. She covered him with expensive perfume, all that she had in the world, and Jesus told his disciples to leave her alone. She's anointing my body for my death. But these women at the foot of the cross witnessed such brutality against him. And now it's day three. They realize that by now rigor mortis has set in. His body was so broken and battered and bloodied and bruised that the fragrance is gone. The fragrance has been swallowed up in the viciousness of the beatings that he endured. And so they went to the cross. They went to the tomb to find him and to release a fragrance. In the Song of Solomon, there's a word that says, your oils have a pleasing fragrance. Your name is like purified oil. Therefore, the young women love you. There's something about the fragrance of the Lord, and they wanted to make certain that even in his death, there was a fragrance that emanated from him. But when they got to the tomb, they didn't find him. There are some of us who are looking for him in the wrong places. The angel said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And that perplexed them, I'm sure. But Jesus one day, as the Pharisees and scribes tried to trick him, and they were talking about seven brothers who married one wife, and all of them died and none of them gave her children. And they said, in the resurrection, whose husband, whose wife, who will come together of these seven with this woman? Which one is her lawful husband, in other words? And Jesus said, you do error concerning the scriptures. He said, there's no giving in marriage in heaven, but you will be like the angels of heaven. He said, did you not read that Moses at the burning bush, when he was in the presence of God, that God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He said, therefore, he is the God of the living and not the dead. The key words in that exchange is, I am. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's present tense. That's the God who ever liveth. And if you are in me, you live forever. He said, don't you know that he's the God of the living? And these women in their distress, meaning well, took the fragrance to put it on him, but he wasn't there. And they found the stone that was to secure him, that no one on their own could move, that the stone was rolled away. Much like the stone that was at the tomb of Lazarus, who Jesus commanded some men to roll it away. There are some stones in your life 
that the people around you have the strength to move. But there are some stones that angels have to be released to move. They knew that Jesus was going to get up. And the angels who bow before him and heaven and earth that adore him, the angels were dispatched. Master, don't trouble yourself. We got this. We're going to move the stone. The power of the resurrection is that before new life springs forth, God will roll the stone away in your life. That which is blocking your deliverance, that which is blocking you from the life of God, God has come today to roll the stone away. When he went to the tomb of Lazarus, Lazarus had two sisters, Martha and Mary. And Martha was the one who was encumbered with, any, with many things. She was like the servant of God who was so busy serving that they spend no time with him. He's right there, but they're making everything ready, thinking that pleases him and all he wants is to be with them. But Martha chose the best part, to sit at his feet. She said the house might not look the way it ought to look, but Jesus, you're more important than the house. I just want to be with you. But when their brother Lazarus died, their hearts were broken. And for four days, he was in that grave. And Martha ran to him. And she said, Master, if you would have been here, if you would have, I know that God does anything for you, that he hears you. If you only would have been here, my brother would live. And Jesus said, do you believe that I am he? And he, she, she said, Lord, I know that my brother's going to rise again. He asked, well, your brother, do you believe your brother will live again? I believe that. In the resurrection, she's talking about some future event. And Jesus looked at her and said, I am the resurrection. Anyone who believes in me, though they were dead, they shall live again. And anyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? You'll find this in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 11. And, and she says something that doesn't answer his question. She says, I know you're the son of God. You've been sent. But she didn't say, I believe you are the resurrection. Jesus was still outside the gates of the city. And Martha went away and told her sister, Mary, the master calleth for you. And Mary ran out and said to Jesus, my brother is dead. I wish you would have been here. And Jesus said, where have you laid him? And she was still in doubt. Lord, he's been dead four days. His body stinketh. Like the women at Jesus' tomb, they realized he was in the grave for three days. His body stinks. We got to take a fragrance. But Jesus wasn't worried about a fragrance. He was the fragrance. He says, show me where you laid him. But the Bible says when, Mark, when Mary said his body stinks, the Bible says Jesus groaned in his spirit. And as they, the sisters wept, by now the people who were comforting them came out of the city 
where Jesus was, and now Jesus is moving towards the tomb of Lazarus. And the Bible says Jesus wept. He didn't weep out of hopelessness. He didn't weep because he was sorry. He knew before he came there, he told his disciples, our friend Lazarus is asleep. I've got to go and wake him up. To Jesus, it was just sleep, but I need to wake him up. If he hears my voice, he will wake up. And he stayed another two days, the Bible says. And they said, if Lazarus sleep, he does well. Why do we need to go there? And Jesus told them he's dead. He knew before he got there what the situation was. He didn't need anybody to tell him. He knew. And because of their unbelief, he stood outside the tomb and began to pray. And he said, Father, I know that you always hear me. They know it too. In fact, the two sisters who are doubting me said that you do anything for me. He said, but I don't pray for that reason. I pray for them. One of the reasons we pray publicly is so that faith can be imparted to others. He said, I know what's about to happen, but they don't know. He said, Father, I'm talking to you in their presence in an audible voice so they can hear it, so that when Lazarus gets up, they might believe that you sent me. I've been with them. I've been imparting to them. They've been understanding the word. I've taught them myself, but they don't understand. They still don't know who I am. God, show your glory today that they might know the power that's in your son. And the first thing he said was roll the stone away. The stone had to be rolled away. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out with his grave clothes, still with his grave clothes on, hopping. And he said, loose him and let him go. God is saying to somebody, loose them and let them go. I pray that you would get on that prayer line so God can loose you today and let you go. Roll away the stone. Jesus is the fragrance. There's life in him. Don't seek the living among the dead. God is the God of the living. If we're in him, we have life. And we have it more abundantly. Jesus, who was our righteousness, was delivered willfully into the hands of sinful men. And yet he showed compassion because he knew his purpose. He had to do this for us. There was no other way. But the good news is the women, the women remembered his word. They took their fragrance and they ran and found the brethren. I pray that you would remember his word because in the time of trouble, he'll hide you. There is a resurrection. The resurrection represents new life. There are some dead things in all of our lives that need to be resurrected. God is saying, I'm coming to roll the stone away so that life can spring forth. That thing that's been blocking you is not going to block you anymore. That thing that's been holding you in is not going to hold you in anymore. That thing that's been holding you down got to get up off of you. Today, I've come as the resurrection. I am 
the resurrection, says the Lord. Those things can no longer hold you down. The shackles are going to fall off your feet. The chains are going to have to let you go. Loose them and let them go. Today is a day of deliverance. Today is a day of freedom. Only remember his word. His word has come to heal you. He's come to set you free. Oh my God, I feel the presence of the Lord. God, do it. Do it for that young lady. Teach her that she needs to fall in love with you before she falls in love with that young man because you complete her. You will complete her. God, help her to go into a relationship complete, not depending on her partner, a man, for completion. God, give her the revelation of the woman at the well who you spoke to, Lord Jesus, and said you've had five husbands and the one you're with is not yours. That was the sixth man. The seventh man to enter her life was Jesus, who is the Christ. On the seventh day, God rested. That's completeness. Jesus completed her. Her life was different from that time. She said, come see a man. There's nobody that can do you like Jesus. He'll complete you. You don't have to look anywhere else. You don't have to seek the living among the dead. He wants to complete you just as a man needs work before he finds a good thing in a wife. A wife needs to be complete before she gets with a man because you will depend on him. That's why marriages are breaking up. Jesus is coming to roll away the stone. He wants to deliver your marriage before it starts. He wants to complete you. We are complete in him. If you know that's right, somebody chat at me. We're complete in him. The seventh man that showed up for that woman who was ashamed, who felt inadequate, he completed her. She was able to face those who looked down on her, who talked about her, who scorned her, who marginalized her. God wants to do that for you today. Roll away the stone. He's risen and he's risen with all power in his hands. All power in his hands. He didn't just lay down in the tomb. The Bible says he went to the lower parts of hell. And Peter, the chief apostle, said he preached to the spirits in hell. And the evidence is that somebody else got up. When he, when he was resurrected, people around Jerusalem began to walk around Zion because he set the captives free. He's got the power to set you free. There's nothing that can hold you when the Lord sends his word to release you. That stone is being rolled away. That stone is being rolled away. God is going to take every blockage in your life and remove it so there can be a flow. So that out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Those things that held you down will hold you down no more because all power is in his hand. He defeated death in the grave. He took the stinger. You know how a bee has a stinger. When the stinger is taken away, they have no power. He took the sting out of hell. He took the sting away from death. Death has no stinger. It's impotent. It's impotent. The power that it had, Jesus took. And the gates of heaven are now opened up to us. The devil because of the fall of Adam, had closed the gates of heaven for many generations until the second Adam, the quickening spirit, came and released us. He completed it. 
when he went down to hell and took the keys of hell and the grave and all the demons of hell tried to keep the gates closed. But I hear Jesus saying, open up, all ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. He's rolling away the stone so the king of glory can come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, mighty in battle. There's no battle that you can't fight with him. He's mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts is his name. He's got a host of angels with him. He could have called legions of angels to get him off the cross, but he didn't do that. The legions came when he got up. When he got up, just like in the wilderness when the devil tempted him, the Bible says the angels came to minister to him after Satan left. Jesus finished his work, then they came. When he got up out of the grave, he led captivity captive. And the legions now are released and they are ministering spirits to minister for you and me, to minister for us, not to us. That's the grace that he's given unto us. He's released angels. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all, not some of them. Some of us are going through stuff we don't have to go through. Nobody can stop you from getting to the king except you. The devil can't stop you. Hypocrites can't stop you. Fallen preachers can't stop you. Nobody can stop you. It's an exercise of your will. He said, all that come to me, not one will I cast out. None of them. But he wants us to be aware of the devices and the trickery of our adversary. All he has is tricks and illusions. He's a fake. He's a fake. He's a fraud. God, open our eyes that we might walk into the presence of the king of glory. God, no more. No more shall our children be deceived. God, we say this culture that consumes people and causes them to believe a lie more than truth. Today, we come against it. We see a text in Matthew 18 where the soldiers were bribed to lie. I'm going to bring this to a close, but I want to just read this in your hearing, make one or two more points, and then we're going to go. But in Matthew 28 and 11, it says, Now, while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened, the things that we just heard about, the, these guards saw the angels. They saw the work of God. They saw it for themselves. They had an experience, and yet, look at what happens. The women and the guards had the same experience. Nobody could shut those women up. Nobody. Because they got a deeper revelation of the power of that Jesus who they came to release a fragrance on, they realized he is the fragrance. He is the fragrance of God. That's what the preaching of the cross is. God said, I want you to preach the cross more. Don't just save it for special days. He said the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who perish, but it's a sweet-smelling savor to those who are being saved. He said, I need you to release the fragrance of the cross more often, that's what's missing. Let's continue in 
Matthew 28 and 11. Go to verse 12. We're going to read through verse 14. When they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. Next verse. Saying, tell them, his disciples came at night and stole him away while he slept. They knew that wasn't true. They knew what the angels had done. They were there. They stood as dead men in the presence of the light of the shining of their garments. The garments represent the righteousness of those who serve God. And angels are servants. They're fellow servants of God. I would to God that your garment is white and without spot, unspotted. Let's go to verse 14. It says, and if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease you and make you secure. We will appease you and make you secure. The next verse said, so they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. They knew the truth, but they obeyed a lie. They saw it for themselves. They didn't even need a witness. They saw it themselves, but they obeyed a lie. Now I wanna show you how the culture uses money to deceive. It's not just in the arts, it's in business, it's everywhere. Judas, who betrayed him, who was one of the 12, did it for 30 pieces of silver. He, he was in the presence of him every day for three years. The scribes and the elders wanted to kill him, but they needed an occasion. And at the Last Supper, where Jesus was preparing to wash their feet, he wrapped a towel around him. And the Bible said Satan entered the heart of Judas. Be careful lest Satan enter your heart. That's why we need the testimony of Jesus Christ who said the prince of this world cometh and he finds nothing in me. We need to be cleansed daily so that he finds nothing. He's one of the 12. He's at the Last Supper and the devil has the unmitigated gall to enter his heart. But Jesus being who he is, wrapped the towel, washed his feet and dried them just like everybody else. He knew what was going to happen through foreknowledge, but he knew that there was no other way. It was the will of God that it be so. Be compassionate even to your enemies. When you know they're plotting against you, don't give in to the deception of the enemy who's entered their hearts. Now these guards, the Bible says that they gave them a large sum of money. They already had a, a job. They were employed by the Roman government, the richest and most powerful on the face of the earth. They had all these benefits, and they still went along with a lie. We're living in a day and in a culture where people are apt to believe a lie. I want you, people of God, to stand up today and say, I will not, I cannot, I shall not be bought. There's not enough money to buy me and take me away from my Lord, God told me to tell you if riches increase, set not your heart upon it. Don't let the deception of this world choke out 
the word of God, the thorns and thistles that rise up to choke out the word of God is a, a trick of the enemy. He doesn't want the seed that is in you to germinate because he knows that much fruit is going to come. But I want to remind you that Jesus was the first fruit from the dead. He was that grain of wheat that fell into the ground and died because if it died, it brings forth much fruit. He no longer abides alone. He has you and me. He's, he's looking for a harvest to bring more who are going to be faithful. He's come to roll away your stone today. He's come to enter in. He's come to be the light that approaches you, that comes in your dark place to bring light. He wants to illuminate your way. His word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. He wants to show you the straight and the narrow. He wants to take you out of that stuff that keeps drawing you in. It shall have no more power over you. Rise up today. Rise up today. The Lord has come to set you free. God, I pray today that you would stir the hearts of many. Some of us need to remember your word. We need to hide it in our heart so that we won't sin against you. And when trouble comes, we'll be able to stand. We'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because it's certain that he's coming. The bigger our purpose, the more he's coming. The bigger our purpose, the larger the stone. That's why Lazarus had a stone that could be moved by men. But Jesus had a stone that took the strength of angels to move. I speak to everyone of purpose. Every one of you who has a large purpose, God dispatched the angels. Let Michael come just as he came for Daniel. Sometimes even Gabriel is not strong enough. The prince of the power of the air intercepted Gabriel, but God said, Michael, go get him. God will release an archangel. If your purpose is big enough, some of you have a big purpose. Don't think it's strange when fiery trials come to try you. It's the devil trying to discourage you, trying to take you off track. Trying to get you to be bitter against someone who's not against you. This thing is not about flesh and blood. It's about principality, rulers of darkness. We're in a time and in an age where God is looking for people who are going to stand in the gap and make up the hedge and believe that Jesus is the resurrection so nothing can hold you down. There's nothing that can stop us when we really know who he is. And in the moment when they remembered his word, they were no longer discouraged. The Bible says they were perplexed. They weren't perplexed after they remembered his word. They were able to run into the city and speak into the ears of those who didn't believe their witness. Don't be discouraged when people don't believe you. He is risen. He is alive. He's real. Jesus is real. Jesus is real. Hallelujah. 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 God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. Fill somebody's house today. Somebody is despondent. They need to know you in a real way. Come to them in a way that's undeniable, that they know it's you. God, overcome those who might be susceptible to deceit. Let them be not like the soldiers. God calls them to love truth and to reject lies. You are the truth. You are the truth. 
When we receive you, we, we receive deliverance. We receive the truth. You are our righteousness. You who knew no sin became sin for us that in you we might become the righteousness of God. May we continue to become the righteousness of God. Some of you right now, I sense, ought to get on that prayer line. The intercessors are consecrated. They're ready to pray with you. Go on that prayer line right now. You know what God is saying. I don't even have to do an altar call. The Spirit of God is doing it because the job of the Holy Ghost is to convict, to reprove, and to rebuke. And he does not approve of sin. And so the blood of Jesus is coming to wash you clean so that your garments can be white, unspotted. God is saying it's time for us to contend earnestly for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. No more dilution, no more water down. The only water we need is the water of the Spirit, the water that flows from our bellies, the preaching of the cross, and the power of the resurrection. May the gospel of Jesus Christ find you right where you are today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.